Get Heavy Podcast, hosted by Craig Casamas and John Scheimer. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast. We're doing the couple series tonight. <laughs> tonight we got uh, uh, some local Ventura podcasters, Amy Wright and Kevin Strudelkamp. Strudelkamp, sorry, bro. Strudelkamp, yeah, 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 it's good. Yeah, I think Strudelkamp is right. I'm sorry, brother. Yeah, but uh, these are hosts of the True Crime Dumpster Podcast, a true crime uh, podcast, which is honestly produced very, very well compared to what we do here. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. welcome, guys. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, Amy, I've known you're a, a local Ventura uh, lady who moved yeah, out. I think I've. I was trying to think. I think I've known you since maybe like sophomore year of high school. Probably, yeah. We've known each other a long time. Yeah, from Laser Star shows. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, and then uh, Kevin is a full-time touring musician. Bands like Ritual, Ritual, Necromancing, Incantation, Blasphemy, Weregoat. Uh, you've you have a surprising resume. There's a whole other yeah. roster of bands, yeah, but we're not yeah. having out. We're only gonna do this for an hour, or so. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Over the next hour. Uh, I like to play music. How long? How dirty, long? Dirty been, music. How long have you been an actual touring musician? Like where? Like that was what you did before COVID, obviously. Probably about ten years. Ten years. And yeah. Like, but I've been playing like since like I've been doing like death metal and shit since uh, ninety five. Ninety five. What was the first band that got you into like full time touring? Um, you were like, I don't have to have a fucking job. I will figure this out. <laughs> not saying like uh, you know what I mean. You, you make a ton of money doing a touring musician, where it's like, but it's like, okay, I can I can figure this out. You know what I mean? Well, I would say like in the last year you've been able to do it a lot last five years i've been doing it a lot but like before that uh when i was younger uh i was kind of filling in for this band splatterhouse which was like a death metal gory kind of death metal band and we did like this full six-week u.s tour and it was all booked through myspace the dude that booked it The, the guitar player that booked it just wanted to hook up with all these different chicks around the country. And that was the fucking tour route. Is he getting, is he getting Me too right is now? Is he getting Me too all over the fucking world right He has gone in hiding several times right. for oh. various things. I don't think it's Me Too related. But he's had to disappear. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not any us. it's not any anything close to what our president or any of the congressmen that do. You know? oh, not yeah. at all. Yeah, no. He's not like drinking not baby blood and shit. With Epstein, is he? Yeah, no. no, he's not that big time. No. No, he's just like doing blow off like a stripper's tits or something. Has anyone seen episode two of the Epstein documentary? I can't even get. I don't know one one person that has gotten through episode one. Have you got through it? Actually, this is actually for this conversation. Yeah. I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I, yeah, I don't. I, well, dude, I, got, I got the first episode, and there was like five girls that were like, "Yeah, I was 12, and he fucking, you know." I was like, "I'm, I'm down. I'm out, dude. I got a 12 year old." Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Well, you have a little girl, so that's hard. Yeah. I got five sisters. I got a 12 year old daughter. I can't. Yeah. I can't even watch porno with blonde chicks in it, dude. It's fucking out of you know. <laughs> Welcome to the Get Heavy podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, it's out, dude. I'm done. 
you know, it's ruined all things for me, you know, all those sisters and the family and the, but yeah, so you've gotten through some of the Epstein duck doc? Yeah. I mean, I listened to the, um, I think it's Wondery put it out. It's called the mysterious Mr. Epstein. And that was really good. So what I, one of the reasons I like, I wanted to watch it is that I know the whole story, the whole dirty story, but it was nice to put names to faces and all that stuff, you know, or faces to names. It should be documented and that shit should be out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than when like, like in like the Facebook call out world, when like someone's like, Oh my God, look at this shithead. And they block out their face. And I'm like, the fuck is the point of this? Yeah. yeah, and that's why a lot of like podcasters actually kind of get um, reamed for the way that they name episodes, mm. um, because a lot of times they'll name the episodes by the killer, and um, oh, they're, so like, that, like, they're like, they're like, huh? You're giving like celebration to the killer. Yeah, and a lot of podcasters that come back with well, and a lot of people are like, well, you should name them after the victims, and then a lot of podcasters have come back and been like, nah, fuck that, because. Like, when you Google this person's name, I want you to know the atrocious shit that they've done. You know, yeah, same thing yeah, like, like Epstein. You like, know? like, 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 I don't, I don't see how the point of naming someone after the victims is a good thing. Yeah, I, I think that the victim doesn't want to be defined by that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The victim was forced into that shit. Right. Yeah. The victim wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the killer or whoever the fuck did fucked up shit did that shit, right. and they should be called out. You know what I mean? The victim. Yeah, also, you that's gotta some, remember, you're trying to get views here. You know what I mean? It, if you call it some random lady that, you know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, it's not we, like your capital. I mean, are any of, are you guys making money from your podcast? Or, not yet. Like, no. Uh, and like, it's not like. Stuff. Any day now. Like, just going back to that real quick, like, try to make money off of it whatever that would be cool if it ever happened but not like super like dying to do that um because i luckily don't have to but um like when i was trying to name an episode like i wanted i wanted to name it after the survivors because i read their memoirs and it was ariel castro you know that guy oh yeah so you don't know you know who ariel castro is right uh, yeah but you don't do you remember the three women's names not at all but i do remember yeah. charles ramsey that fucking yeah. motherfucker, dude. That's the that's yeah. the dude. Our our slogan for all tours. Um, it's the guy who the like let Amanda Berry out of the house. Yeah, the guy that, oh, dude oh. that helped him get oh. out of the house. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember okay. Charles Ramsey. Yeah, that guy's hilarious. Yeah, he's a hero, dude. Was was like, yeah, and I something's wrong with a pretty little white girl, little black man. you know something's wrong. You know that guy God saved someone at like a McDonald's? Oh, like a, it's, it's yeah. Uh, he saved someone at, at a McDonald's or something. Or no, he saved another person from a car accident. Oh, dead like, giveaway. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Yeah. Uh, but he that? saved okay, someone okay, from cool. a car accident like a month later and was back on the news. He's like, hey, man, I was just here. I saw that chick. She needed, like, she needed fucking help. <laughs> like, Dude, I love you, man. You know, but that. Uh, man, he's like that a was, fucking kink, man. He's like a superhero. Dude, he's that. That guy, that guy ruled our life for at least two tours. Right, <laughs> he would two actually tours, come out to two on tours, stage for that. Song. Two tours, we, yeah, that that would be the song that <laughs> the fucking rap would walk out to, right. and then we would we'd be partying in the van behind some venue, and like we'd get random people in the van. I'd be like, bro, you want to hear a fucking song, <laughs> bro? You want to hear a fucking song? Yeah, and that would be us. Yeah, uh, but you know, so. likewise. 
I, I don't want to uh, devalue the victims that fucking survive. Yeah, the victims, but the victims don't want to be, the victims don't want to be fucking put out there. Like, Well, so that's the thing I kind of struggled with is that all three survivors of that wrote memoirs and they do want to like, be yeah. known for that. So that's why I named the episodes after okay. them, which is Gina De Jesus, Amanda Berry, which is the one a lot of people remember, and Michelle Knight, who has since changed her name to like Lily Rose something. Okay. But like <laughs> I wanted to give them credit because I got like a hundred percent of our material from their memoirs, you right. know. But like as a result, like nobody like looks everybody looks for Ariel Castro when they're looking right, for right. like pot you know, because a lot of times they'll find podcasts by subject, you know, or by topic. And so, like, ours doesn't get found because I named it after the, you know, the survivors and not yeah. the perpetrator, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 I, and I, it's, know. A, it's also a case, I'd imagine it's a case-by-case -case basis where it's like, in that situation, they wrote memoirs. So yeah. they're like, okay, I can name it after They them. want their story heard. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and I mean, like, whether, it's, whether we like it or not, it's all known by the fucking killer or yeah. the fucking psycho. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's hard to be you know in, especially like with what you guys do i wanted to ask like amy i know you pretty well i know you're kind of a factoid and obviously very organized you've always been very organized you know well, i'm a teacher um, so i kind of have to i know be, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> my, my wife's a teacher i get it yeah she's organized like a son of a bitch but like what got you into doing this you know what i mean like the true crime oh, stuff the, the podcast yeah or the true but crime what, stuff what got you into it um that's a good question. I think that I've always, I, I do remember um, in like fourth grade, uh, the OJ Simpson trial mm -hmm. and like living in proximity to LA, like car chases in general, like my parents would just turn that shit up and then like, you know, we just like hover around the TV. And so it's just like coming from Southern California, like that's what you do. Like I remember the OJ height, you know, low speedish chase. Spotlights going through the windows. I, I mean, I, I, the OJ, I want to get one of those okay, so, so I had OJ a, thing was crazy, man. Yeah. And I mean, I, we live 45 minutes away from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. My, my parent, uh, my parents threw a surprise birthday party for me on the day OJ had the slow chase. Surprise! We're gonna watch the news. <laughs> it was at a pizza parlor. It was right. at a pizza parlor. So like we went to the pizza parlor to like you know have dinner, and then all my friends were there. But in the background, I still remember like I was twelve. I think I was yeah. only twelve or something like that. And it was like OJ in the background. So whenever I see the white Bronco, I think of my twelfth surprise birthday party. <laughs> oh, surprise, kid! Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold your horses. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The juice is loose. But <laughs> I just remember, like, it wasn't even. It wasn't even just that. I remember the Rodney King riots. I think that happened when I was like in first grade. And like again, like my parents just turned the volume all the way up, and we watched it. You know, we watched LA burn down. You know, yeah, right. over a verdict. And then um, OJ Simpson. It wasn't even just that, like kids at school were placing bets on, you know, if he was going to be found guilty or not. And I was, in, <laughs> I had my first major, major, major celebrity crush, <laughs> you know. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh -oh. Here we go. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Hold yeah. on. Nicole Kidman. No, 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 no. Kidman. Kato <laughs> Kalen. I was oh, obsessed. Nice. I knew you had a thing for flowing I mean, locks. Kato Kalen was <laughs> yeah, a yeah. He, To this day, he's a fucking hilarious dude. Are you, I can cuss, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, there's another podcast called, um, huh? 
I just said I didn't jerk off the blonde people. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you <laughs> didn't cut. You're not cutting that. Okay. But there's a there's a podcast called Confronting OJ, and it's um it's uh no Colson um Ron Goldman. Sorry, name escaped me for a second. It's see, it's hard. It's easy to forget victims' names. I know. Um, Ron Goldman's sister. It's her podcast, and she goes after AJ, and she goes after everybody in the trial, <clears throat> just to kind of figure out what the fuck happened, you know. And like she ends up talking to like jurors and stuff. And she ends up talking to like OJ's lawyer, who is such an asshole to her. He calls her like a fucking bitch and all this stuff. Like it's they get into it. And then she gets into like a Twitter war with like OJ because he refuses to talk to her and stuff. Um, but where was I going with that? Oh yeah. So <laughs> she she interviews Kato Kalen and he is like, Oh, hey girl, how are you doing? You know, and he's all and she's all, Well, where do you want to meet up to get interviewed? And he's all like well, there's this country club I like going to. You just bring your swimsuit. We'll go swimming and we'll interview in the, sw the swimming pool. <laughs> and she's like, no. Wow. <laughs> like the Chris Holmes interview. He like has not changed at all. He's still like a creepy pool guy. <laughs> and that's why he 100% is innocent. He does not know anything that is ever going on this day. He has no idea. He's just like living a... He just lives at like a country club or something, you know. Get yeah, in the pool. A I, for those of you who don't know, Shimer totally broke his leg or his oh, foot shoot. <laughs> the other day. So that's actually hobble outside. That's kind of why we're over here because why I'm over here because this guy can't, you know, he can't do shit by himself apparently. Yeah. But oh, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, uh, anyway, yeah, it's it's wild. So obviously, seeing all that stuff back when you were a kid and stuff that spawned your, I I, I find that women are generally interested oh, yeah. in like yeah. just I, what uh what did south park refer to it as informational murder porn and it's like so <laughs> oh yeah that's true, totally like, what it is it killed it with that one because my rosie <laughs> here's what rosie does my wife i'll be falling asleep i'm like this falling asleep and she goes today i read a story about a, a mom and dad that burned their kids with cigarettes until he fucking died i'm like oh cool uh, great i'm <laughs> I, I'm about to fall asleep. That's like the last thing I needed to think of before I fall yeah, Sweet bed. dreams. <laughs> so she does that shit to me all the time, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's just, yeah. I, but so like, are, obviously, Kevin, like, where did you grow up and how are you interested in this stuff? Like, is it well, really, I mean, she's not making you do it, right? I mean. No. Well, so I grew up, uh, I was actually born uh, in Yorba Linda. Oh really? And lived in Orange the County. The OC. Yeah, yeah. Nice. In the OC. You got out. Good job. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. You're welcome. Good job. Uh, moved around a bit, uh, but ended up in Portland uh, in 1990. Oh, so you're one of the early adopters. Yeah. Port so, he was, was in Portland before Portland was cool. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's still sketchy. It was great back then. That's great, man. I bet. So how? I mean. Obviously, with the Portland thing, I mean, it's, you know, you hear about it. It's just what, you know, oh, it's, it's, it's and the whole deal, so different than what it used to be. Like, all of the cool venues are gone. Like, there was one, the Satyricon, which is basically, like, the CBGBs of the West Coast. Right, yeah. Like, uh, Nirvana played there and shit. It was like a fucking little hole in the wall, you know. Yeah. But that's where all the cool shows were. Like, right downtown, that everyone cool. could get to it. I mean, What's that? Last, like, how long ago did that close down? It wasn't that long. Ago. Satyricon? Yeah. 
10 years ten, now. Mm, no, no, maybe like, like five, eight, eight, five, six, eight years ago yeah. or something. I'm such yeah. a bad judge of time. Me too. Dude, it's like, especially especially with touring. It's like yeah. it's like oh when oh that was like three months ago. It's like that was four years ago. You're like, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, shit. Yeah, shit, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, it's wild. So I mean, everybody, like, everybody at my work is like, "You look so young." When they figure out I'm like 43 or whatever <laughs> I am, uh, <laughs> they're like, "You look so young," uh, and I'm just like, "I've been living in a van for." Yeah, yeah, 15 yeah. years yeah. like yeah, yeah exactly and now like now that i'm like kind of like my schedule at work is like really fucking weird this whole covid thing has really <laughs> made everything like a fucking acid trip gone really bad right yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. uh it's like when the when the acid keeps going and you're like please yeah no yeah you're trying to tap out like, yeah, like, like, like i just want to go to bed yeah it's been two weeks you're like fuck uh yeah, so like now time is even more fucked because you know, I have like split days off and it's like every day is the fucking same. I have I have my first real job in twelve years. Like re like Welcome back. <laughs> it's fucking gnarly because yeah. like I I'm a civilian. I'm a civilian. Soul crusher. You yeah, know what I mean? Sucks. It's like it's you know, and the thing is like I've I've actually been okay with it. And I think I'm okay with it because everything is shut down. Yeah. I think if if I was like, oh, I'm gonna just like quit the industry and let the industry keep going, I'd be fucking miserable. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like the fact that it's like a nobody's having any fun. Nobody's right. having yeah. any fun. It's There's not no like FOMO. you know what I mean. There's no FOMO. Yeah. 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 yeah I was trying to be. Yeah. The first the first show is gonna fucking go off the hook. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You're gonna when, see. They'll probably be. They'll probably be ten people there because you know. Yeah, because no one's gonna. Go, dude, the, I mean, the the content industry. I mean, think about it. The music industry has never had a disruption like this. Like it's any industry hasn't. I mean, and exactly. And but the Except thing, like, is, like where where the music where the music industry has gone, where it's like gone from independent, it's gone more corporate, obviously. But the fact that it's a complete shutdown. It's going to be for a couple of years. I think when you do a full, it's going to be a full rebuild. Like there's not, there's not going to be like, Oh, let's go back to this place. All of them are going to be closed. Amy was just telling me some story where like, it was like, what was the percentage? 90%. 90% of venues are going to be done. 90%. Oh yeah. That article was a bummer. 90%. Of 90. Of independent venues. Independent yeah. Venues. But the thing is live nation and AEG only own so many venues. They own a lot compared to an independent promoter, an independent right. fucking booker. What about, yeah, the DIY little punk spots and shit? The They're all gonna be everything, everything feeds itself. You know what I mean? Like, you need, the, you need the DIY punk shit to make the bar show what it is. The bar show makes the club show. The club show makes the arena show. Because right. there's so many different options. Right. When, but now no one has any fucking money. And, and no exactly. one can even like be in a room together. And who who in their right mind is going to like book a show where a band's like, hey, I need to make X amount of dollars. Hey, yeah. venue the venue costs X amount of dollars. The people need to come and show up and work it. Who knows what insurance is gonna be like at that point? Dude. Like yeah. Yeah. So do you guys do you guys think that there's gonna be a massive grab like by Live Nation for smaller venues like that? Or do you think it's 
Really, I think it's game. I think it's fucking game over, dude. I think it's game over. I think it's game over for everybody. Yeah, that they're gonna have to just rebuild from nothing in like a, like twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Could you see like, it as better or worse? It's who knows. Nothing's getting better. You don't think so? <laughs> no. You know. Yeah. I remember shows like in the early nineties in the fucking in in Portland, like ninety two, ninety three. Like I see, I saw like DRI. At this place called La Luna, which was this fucking badass venue. It was probably like a 500 capacity, you know, pretty like mid-sized place. And like there's, it was back in the day when there would be like lines for shows. Like it would like wrap around the block and like people were crowd surfing in line just to get into the fucking place. It was a wild show. Yeah. And like venues like that are just gone. Like there's, there's not that size of a venue anymore. And like it used to be all ages where like there was a bar. Right. But like everyone can go in, and like the kids are the ones that cause the fucking. It's uh. They're the ones that have the energy to fucking fuck shit up. Right. It makes the yeah. show fun, you know. I I believe that that we've hit a point where we're gonna talk about the golden age of shows. We're already there. All the good bands are like exactly. old and dying. The thing, yeah. the, shows, the thing is, right now though, everyone's in the, under this romantic idea that shows are just gonna come back. And everything's gonna be great as far as like the, the the general public and the regular people and like people that people that don't know what goes into it. But if you really yeah. know what goes into it, what it takes is all, it's 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 done. The corporate shit is gonna keep going. Yeah, because they'll just have a hologram with some fucking yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> you fuck, you know, like Tupac. yeah yeah, but exactly I mean, it's yeah, not, like, it's gonna be a hologram Elvis, yeah or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean, who knows? It's gonna be. Yeah, I want, you know, I wonder, it's like, you know, I, I would love for it, you know, because with all the, what's happening in Ventura, Ventura has always had a, a terrible problem getting all ages shows and all ages venue, really a real venue that could do shows without it being a fucking problem. But in the yeah, last, it's a like, legal nightmare. Yeah. But in the last like year, obviously with bad politics breeds great fucking punk rock, you know what I mean? Like, so what we, we had been seeing is like, We'll come to a show and there's 200 plus fucking kids that are under 18 and all ages show hanging in the park. It's starting to feel like it did back in the Bush Jr. era and previous. Yeah. I, yeah. It's really, yeah. really fucking rad because everything's you know, cyclical, you know? For a long time, it was like we, we were very dedicated to playing all ages shows and making, keeping the kids involved. And then eventually you just, the shit gets weeded out. And then now you're doing shows in bars because. I'm, I'm fucking only, 30 years old only, and well, I don't really need, shows you know, that's the only shows that are happening. So for maybe, what, five, six, seven years, there we wasn't haven't had an all shit. Age, we haven't had an all-age. You know, the, and the then Hong the last, Kong Hong Kong, Hong Kong in the last few years has been doing all-ages shows and like the last five, six shows you show up and there's 200 fucking kids in the parking lot. But also, but, yeah. you know, but it also, like, fuck yeah, man. But I mean, also, that, that gives like some sort of hope for the future. Yeah, but with <laughs> all does, the COVID, it's like, it does. You know, like, but also, the Hong Kong Inn was also not something that was financially feasible. It was only on a local level, right. which is fine. You know what I mean? But it wasn't something where you could take a touring act into and be like, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're really good local shows. Just, you know yeah, I mean? really good local Maybe show. a cool out-of-town hip, you know, whatever band. Yeah, right now, you know? Hopper went on tour with Red Thing, and I think they played there. Red oh, Thing? Really? No, not Red Thing. Long Knife. It's like long word, knife. word. Oh, uh, Long Knife. I remember Long Knife because I did a tour of Subhumans and they played shows. Yeah, he was like, I'm playing at, I'm playing at some, we're playing at some Chinese restaurant in Ventura. <laughs> I was okay. like, 
I saw um, fucking I Joe Rogan, Chris D'Elia, and 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 uh, Brian Callen at the Hong Kong Inn, and then oh, like yeah? six months later, I saw like a fucking who else? Uh, sub who is it? Sub no, who no, not Subhuman. Some really like decent fucking punk band. You're like, what the fuck is happening? And it's literally like a Hawaiian, like <laughs> you know, like food hulao place. You know, what I mean, it's a trip. Yeah. But it, it's yeah. a bummer to see like all that momentum starting to. It's Stop. all done. Yeah, it's, it's, done all done. Yeah. it's all done, and it's going to be a full. It's going to be a full rebuild. Yeah, it might be good though. I think. I mean, no. I mean, we're going to be too old to enjoy it when it comes back. <laughs> I think that's the thing, though. Is everything? Everything needs to be destroyed to be rebuilt in a better right. way. It didn't need to be destroyed like this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on. We could, you know what I mean? Like, I'm down with burning down like cop buildings and right. shit like that. But you know, we don't got to COVID everyone out of yeah. this motherfucker. You know. So what yeah, you know, I, I, I think, world. yeah, why aren't they fucking going to the Capitol buildings and burning that shit down? Why are they burning, like, small businesses and shit? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, they're angry, and that's where they are. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, I think if they would... And it's warranted. I, yeah. We, had, we just had a podcast with our buddy who owns a tattoo shop, and he was talking about, like, defending his business and all that shit. And I'm like, I agree with him defending his business. But I also understand that there's shrapnel. There's right. shrapnel. And he change. understood that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he understood that too. That. You know what yeah. I mean? There's shrapnel when, and it sucks. It's not a fucking good thing. But, you know, there's always shrapnel when, good, when change happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah. you have to fucking rip some shit apart. You know, I, my, my biggest fear is, is, you know, I love all this shit happening, all the protests. I, I'm absolutely for it. I mean, this country is built on this shit. You know what I mean? Like we we threw a tantrum and threw all the fucking tea in the in the bay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Back in the a billion years ago or whatever. But like I love hey, it. You're not me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Momentum. There was a party going. involved. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to see that momentum keep going. But I want to see it like. It's like, man, my biggest fear is to watch the fucking government give us just enough for us to stop bitching. And then we go straight back to normal. You know what I mean? 30, I want to see 30 some million real un, 30 million unemployed people. I know. Yeah. I, mean, I hope it helps. Well, there ain't, there ain't I mean, no. if, if this had happened at any other time, you know, six months ago, even six months in the future, it wouldn't have been as big deal. But everyone's been pent up in their houses yeah. and they're angry at the government because they're like, I got that one stimulus check. When's the other one come in? Or my unemployed? I've been on fucking hold on unemployment for, you know, six yeah. hours. And so it's just like, I've been stuck in my house. I hate the government. I have no money. I don't have a lot of shit to do. So let's go fuck shit up. Like that was, it was the perfect, it was the perfect shit storm, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm glad it's happening. Like, and that, I mean, there are parts of me who knows that there are like problematic. There's problematic shit to everything, but like, you can always, you can I'm, always, I'm I'm happy it's happening. You can yeah. poke holes in everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's easy to be the Monday morning quarterback. It's easy you know to be I mean? like, oh well, I sh I would have done it like this and this and that. Yeah. It's like, and when I when I say I'm glad it's happening, I mean the protests. Right. Uh, yeah, I would, yeah. It would be cool if police would stop killing innocent people. Yeah, I, especially, yeah. yeah. I wish it was just directed towards the people that were actually in charge of causing these fucking problems that everyone's right. having. It's right. the same people that's causing bullshit for everyone. Well, it's a, you know, it's the same exact thing. It's like fucking bankers I and all the those protests. Fucking... I understand the fucking rioting. I understand that. You know, I understand burning cop cars, the looting. It's just opportunistic people that want to take shit. You know what I mean? And that that's a separate deal. It devalues the whole fucking situation.
but I understand the anger and I understand the rage, you know what I mean? But what I, you know, the, the looting part is like, you gotta just, it's, it's gonna, it's part of the fucking deal. But what it is, is this is, I mean, when you see people were fucking tired of watching this shit, dude. I mean, eight minutes, 46 seconds. I watched that Dave Chappelle fucking, uh, did you guys see that? Release? I haven't seen that yet. Oh my God, dude. I mean, it's, it's not a comedy. It's not, it's funny, not comedy. It's like like Dave talking. Dude, this guy, I mean, he's gonna, you know, he. The shit that he says is so true and on point. I always love hearing what he has to say. So yeah, yeah and and his whole problem, his whole one of his major points is like, the streets are talking, dude. That you know what I mean. And he's absolutely right. He's like, people are calling for me to say shit. People are calling me to take a stance. He's all, this ain't my fucking battle, dude. He's no, all, I've, I've known no this. One, is well, no one wants to listen to a fucking. No one wants to hear a celebrity. Like, talk, no one wants to hear celebrities right now. Yeah, and I, I love dude, that. Agreed. Yeah. No one, no one. Did you see like, that thing on Twitter? Like, I take responsibility. Blah blah blah. Like, right. No, no, no. Like, it's just the. Well, it's like I mean, like, like I check, I check all websites, and like I check like TMZ and stuff like that. And there's been people going like, "Why is TMZ just not reporting about celebrities right now?" And I'm like, "Who the fuck? No one wants to cares, see man. that. Yeah. Like anyone that is fucking like, like I bet you like uh, influencers are having a really hard." I saw some like someone was busting some influencer balls about like posing with like boarding yeah. up windows and fucking yeah. shit like helping there's out. A, you, there's a Instagram page called Influencers in the Wild, and it's like people <laughs> taking pictures of people, wow. you know, influencers. It's awesome, dude. But the guy that runs the site or the page has only been posting like hipsters taking pictures at protests. And it's really good. <laughs> You're like, Sounds awesome. Piece of shit, you know, some dude. Fuck it. The whole in- influencer thing is very disturbing. Well, you know, it's you know, it's really disturbing is that they took a poll of like, um, what do you want to be when you grow up with for kids, and um, being a YouTube influencer or like being an Instagram star or something like that. That is the highest. It's like that's higher than being a doctor. I have a I have yeah. an eight year old that just wants to do yeah. youtube videos yeah. it's, it's very cute though it's cute <laughs> i'd watch I, it <laughs> I totally i totally uh facilitate it right you yeah. know what i mean I'm but like, it's one it's one thing to play around on instagram and have some followers and have youtube where like, you know like but it's another you're like no that's my lifelong goal that's my career choice it can be though you know yeah me and, me and rosie had a lot of debate about this because scout is uh my daughter is insanely involved in tiktok and cosplay and she's as, got like as are most high school girls, just so you know. Scout's twelve, you know what I mean. But Scout yeah. has an insane talent for makeup. Uh, I mean, like the stuff that she does, like she can do these scars and, like, I mean, teeth and all kinds of shit, you know. And what I, my wife has a really hard time dealing with it because, you know, she sees it as like, well, you're putting yourself out on the other. I'm like, there's people that do this that make millions of dollars a year, you know what I mean? Like, at a certain point, you have to figure out how to embrace the line you know where it's it's from obsession and just like destroying your self-esteem and then to an actual fucking like almost like what i talked we talked the other day and she's like you know what if i just view it as like performance art it fucking helps my brain you know what i mean but there's kids on that are gaming that are making 10 million a year you know what i mean so it's kind of like the new boy band or the new whatever do you take it you have to just coddle it because think about all the shit we wanted to be when we were 12 yeah. right i wanted you know to i mean, mean there's even a 
there's definitely even a part of me that like would love to be able to make the podcast like like I I love teaching but if I could do the podcast full time and just research well, you know, and throughout the week and there are like plenty of podcasters like there's this one more it's called morbid and they're they're fine like um they kind of remind me of me in a little bit in a sense that one of the hosts she's um she's a um, autopsy technician and so she still has a job where she supports her family and stuff but she's able to make enough off of the podcast now that she can hire a researcher and she's like cut her hours back way way hardcore in her job and she gets to be at home with her family more she's got three kids and then her um niece who's like 21 or she's like 23 now probably um, but she, like, she's a hairstylist, so the COVID-19 totally took her out of everything, and so she's, like, 100% part of the podcast now, and that's, she doesn't even have to go back to her old job, so it's, like, yeah, like, you know, kind of same thing with, like, YouTube and being influenced on that stuff, it's, like, that's the dream, you know, but, like, have another skill, too, you know, huh? It's just like being a touring musician, you know, if you're yeah. the one of the yeah. lucky, if you're one of the lucky O point zero zero one percent of people that ever gets to fucking do something like you've done and i've done and shimer's done like it's and not only that like to do it and make a living is in i mean it's so above and beyond you know what i mean like there's a point where the wrath was gonna have to shiver get off the pot and be on tour nine months out of the year you know what i mean and it, it got to the point where i was like i got two kids i barely make a fucking dollar when i'm gone for three months you know what I mean? And I can't, I can't fucking do it. You know what I mean? Cause I'm not going to fail my kids, but you know, to, to not only that, to be one of those people that's actually even taken the chance to do something they want to do. How many people do you meet that have never, ever fucking gambled on themselves? You know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. You know, it's definitely, it's definitely something in the COVID that, uh, I've lived in a fantasy world for the last like 12 or 13 years. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, no shit. Now that, now that I have like a real job, I've been like, uh, this is what everyone was telling me about. Mm -hmm. When they'd be, like, <laughs> yeah. they'd be like, they'd be like, you're so fucking lucky. And I'm like, let me tell you about luck. Let me tell you about the shit I deal with. Cause I'm a yeah. tour manager. Like I'm a tour manager for fucking bands that are fucking big and they're a pain in my ass. Right. You know what I mean? We're like, but I'm always, I've always been the guy where like, I've, n I would never complain about making sure there's only green M&Ms in the thing. Cause I'd be like, guess what? That's the worst part of my day. I got to make sure there's only fucking green M&Ms. That ain't that fucking bad. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, like I said, with the kids and the younger generation, it's so hard to navigate because the real problem is to be able to get them to separate from their phones and be present. You know what I mean? That's a whole Well, now that's all that education is, is you can just be on your phone all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. You got what you wanted. Yeah. But it, it's I just, know. that's the whole thing. You know, so me and, like I said, me, the whole back to the thing with, me and my wife had a mi million conversations. I mean, my daughter has all the talent in the fucking world to do something if she, that's what she wants to do. But she, ha you know what I mean? It's like you have not only, you can do that, but you have to be present for real life and you have to be able to put your phone down and walk away from it. You know what I mean? And, and, and be part of our family and, you know, being 12, it's like, <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, you're this friends, dimension. the most important thing in your life. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that. I remember that part, but you know, you can do that. You just have to be able to manage it, you know, and that's the, our biggest problem, honestly, right now is teaching her how to do that and also be, you know, be able to walk away from it for a few hours, you know? 
it's 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 tough it's really really fucking tough it's something i've never dealt with in my you know in my life i i was told to get the fuck out of the house at eight in the morning and i was <laughs> not come don't back. come back until it's the street dark. lights come on <laughs> like, yeah my whole life and i was on a bmx or a dirt bike or a yeah. fucking blowing something up or looking at weird pornos in the bushes i don't know you know like you, guys weren't, you weren't filming it and making money off of it though no i mean yeah, yeah. Cause you needed but you could have been yeah i could have been Missed out. Yeah, I, I fucked it up. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys do this podcast. What is something that brought you guys? What What made you guys want to do this podcast? Is there like a thing? Was it a graduate? So, tell us the story. I it was it was my baby. Uh, this my he gets to do all the other stuff. I just teach and um, I got really really. Uh, I had there's a graduating class that graduated two years ago from a high school I worked at in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And um, two of the two of two of my graduating girls, um, we had I had a feminist club there, and a lot of times we would end up talking about crime and stuff. And um, they just really got into like our conversations. They they became like my honorary daughters, and they became my TAs, and they just wanted to help me with everything. And they're just like talk to us about all these like crazy stories. And you know, for the most part, you know, I can kind of like figure out when kids I'm like oh I'm talking and they're not really listening I'm, I feel oh, like I'm, nice. I'm talking about the golden age of whatever you know mm-hmm. but they were like genuinely like no tell us more things and I'm like okay there's this girl named John Bonnet Ramsey and they're like what you know and then like they were just like losing their minds and I told them uh, I think I, I teach a lot of like true crimey stuff in school too and it we were talking about toxic masculinity we were reading the book um the brief wondrous life of Oscar Wow um, by, uh, Juno Diaz. And, um, there's a lot of toxic masculinity that comes up in it. And so what I did was I took clips of Elliot Rogers from Isla Vista. Do you know who, do you remember who that is? He is this, he, oh, what? he's the biggest piece of shit in the whole entire world. Uh, luckily he's dead, but, um, he, he went to he went to UCSB. That was the best segue we've ever had on the podcast. Luckily, you know who that person is. Well, he was a piece of shit, and he's fucking dead. I love it. But that guy. I think we found our clip for this So Elliot Roger lived in Islet Vista, and he had an apartment there. And he was actually half Chinese guy, which is actually fairly rare for like a mass shooter. You know what I'm talking about? And yeah. so he would do these like video blogs. Oh, fucking, yeah, he was yeah. an influencer. He thought he was an influencer. Didn't he, didn't he do it during the shooting? Uh, he did it right before. So he was in his BMW with his, he's like, I am the most perfect gentleman that has ever lived. And he had a fake laugh. And it was like, <laughs> and he's like, these designer sunglasses, this BMW, women who don't want me are fucking crazy. So I'm going to kill them all. Yeah. So he went around Isla Vista and he basically targeted cute girls and chads or whatever. And he mowed them down off Pardal. You know, I used to work at Java Jones. Right. He yeah. shot up Java Jones. He shot up Silver Greens, all those places over there. We actually went right after he did it because I'm obsessed. Because um, <laughs> I wanted to see, you know, Kevin's like Kevin's like Kevin's all. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> right after the Elliot Rogers shooting, I wanted because you know I used to work at a place that was shot up and like well, people yeah, yeah, yeah. died at, you know. I get, I get that, and I, I just 
like part of me just wanted to seep in that like what if i was there you know Dude. like and, and how many years after was that you moved to portland i moved to portland years 15 after. years ago and elliot roger was maybe like eight years ago I feel uh, like yeah, was, ago. yeah you're only gone about five six years right yeah and so we came and visited specifically isla vista just to like look at the memorials and stuff like probably yeah. like within a half a year of it happening was that your first huh? time in isla vista kevin pardon was that your first time in isla vista that that may have been yeah we went for breakfast burritos and a murder tour free, nice. bird, free birds free birds uh, a murder I, was it free birds no real fluffy eggs real no fluffy it doesn't eggs. it's um it was rosarito and it doesn't exist anymore <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. closed down um okay. but yeah so anyways i um was teaching them about elliot rogers and i was teaching them about brock turner had just happened and we were talking about toxic masculinity and we're like, hey, you know, I was trying to teach them like not all masculinity is bad. It's when it like harms people's lives. It's when um, men take it to a degree where they feel like they need to take out people because they're not getting what they want. Like, and I taught them about incels and all this stuff. And everyone's like, <laughs> they're just like holy shit, Whoa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I asked. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But like they but like we were reading a fictional book about toxic masculinity and it's not fictional. It's not a fictional concept, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I started to show them stories of toxic More masculinity like um <laughs> that's that's when um like these two girls were just like oh my gosh and like we just want to talk about it all the time and then I they started I introduced them to a couple of podcasts. Um, at the time, it was My Favorite Murder, Sword and Scale, and I think maybe like True Crime Garage or something. Yeah. And they were like obsessed. And we ended up going, oh, in the last podcast on the left. And I actually ended up taking them as a graduation present. I ended up taking them to go see the last podcast on the left live. Their, <laughs> their live show is all dick jokes. So it was very awkward sitting with two 18-year-old girls. Yeah. After you talk about this whole toxic masculinity. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this yeah. is kind of toxic masculinity, but this they're kind of uh, funny. So look, this yeah. is a, uh, I'm showing you what it's like yeah. in the wild. This is extra credit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they were both moving away to college. One went to San Francisco State University and, uh, or San Francisco University, the, the religious one. Um, and then um, one went to South um, Oregon um, University in Ashland and um, we wanted to keep in touch and so we were going to do a true crime podcast where I told all the crimes that happened in Portland that week um, Elisa would do all the crimes in San Francisco and then Lydia would do all the crimes in Ashland and we just go through like you know the police Twitter and talk about things that have happened or things that are going on and um, they were super excited and I was like I'm super excited too, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to go to college and you're going to get completely yeah. overwhelmed yeah. and you're never going to find time to do the podcast. And I'm 100% okay with that. I don't want to like have any expertise. We're going to be concentrating on just jokes. Just so you know, when you, when you're starting to feel bad about bailing, <laughs> don't feel bad. All right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I said, I, I kind of put the kibosh on it being like, all right, after like six weeks in college, like, let me know how you feel. And then they were like, oh my God, <laughs> like, I, I can't do this, you know? 
So I had kind of been like, I had started putting together a logo. I had already come up with the phrase true crime dumpster because I thought it sounded funny. And I was like already like super invested. And then like my sister stepped in and was like, I'd do it with you. And I was like, you're pregnant and about to have a kid. Uh -uh. I need a big loser (laughs) (laughs) with, with nothing but time. Right. Yeah, and I, I and I did say for better or for worse. This is true. So, so I was I was about I was to myself. I was about to do it uh, by myself, and then I was like, "Hey, oh yeah, I have a husband that I can make do this." Yeah, literally. He doesn't like it quite as much as I do. All the power. But but, like, yeah, uh, it's been fun though. Toxic masculinity. No, that's, I, that's, <laughs> he brings yeah. that you know, to you know, it. Like, she, she's she's ma- she's mastered to- toxic masculinity. Yeah. So what? what her and all her dick pics. Podcast is because I, I listened to the Amish one today, uh, the Amish killer. You know, which was pretty. It's just you know, Amish stud. Like, yeah. I don't I don't naturally gravitate towards that shit because you know I, we talked right before we started and I my head's filled with dark dark shit all day anyway. I don't need any more, but. I don't think I any, I think everyone's is right now. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I, uh, I thought it was in, I mean, how much, dude, you guys have to do so much research. I just, I don't think I'm cut out for that, you know, like, I mean, how when much, we first how much started, I spend a week, like, on planning these, uh, these episodes. He's got the next five years planned out already. That's what I figured. I figured, I figured it was a thing where it's like, You've like got all these ideas, right, and it's yeah. like you're slowly kind of just doing it. And then when it's ready, you're like, "Guess what? We're doing this." Yeah. Sometimes I go down these rabbit holes, like with the we did like a Silk Road three-parter. I a couple of those, and that was pretty cool. And um, I probably crazy I story. probably did like thirty hours of research for that. Yeah, I read the book twice, and um, I watched like two documentaries. And uh, I mean, it's, uh, I listened to the audiobook and I also read the book and the audiobook's 13 and a half hours long and it probably took about 10 hours to read, you know, like, and I was taking notes the whole time I was reading. Yeah. Um, that, and then like when, whenever I read books for episodes, um, it takes a really long time, but like the Amish stud murderer, a lot of it was based off of an episode of, uh, like snapped or something, yeah, like, you know, like, um, so and we have to do those every once in a while, or else we wouldn't be able to put something out weekly. Because we talked about doing every other week at first, mm-hmm. but there's something not satisfying about that. I get every week like the, you have to do it's a consistency. It's got to be once. Yeah. A week. You know what I mean? Whether yeah. it's a fucking. I mean, for you guys, it's it's so labor intensive. Me and Shimer are absolutely not organized <laughs> enough to fucking do it. That's <laughs> why we're over here. You know what I, I mean? Like, like I said, like I'm sitting like this because I literally am elevating my. Yeah. 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 It's like I'm just not interested. In it, was, it, was, it was great timing, though. Like, look at, yeah. look at, look at this. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> elevating, because that's what the doctor told me today. Right. Yeah. The doctor told me I need to elevate this. But shit. I was impressed at the sheer amount of fucking actual research you guys do. Is like, like, oh my god, dude, I couldn't do it. You know, and, and then it has to be an absolute labor of love. You know what I mean for you guys? Yeah. I do. I do like I, it a lot. Respect, and um, I respect the production. I have to be quite honest yeah. with you. I'm a production guy. I fucking love a good production. Mm-hmm. I love lights. I love ambiance. I love yeah. all that shit. Yeah. 
I just don't have the time for it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of more my part of it is adding like the 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 inch this like the montages at the beginning. Right. So right. I wanted to ask: Are the intros you? Is that all you? Like. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I I made the intro thing. for that. You, you know, the, the actual, actual intro photos? for the podcast is the same thing. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. So I just yeah. found like someone doing a cover of Painkiller. Oh, okay. That's I was wondering. I didn't know if you <laughs> and cut it up and then added my own guitars to it. You know, and yeah, nice. The, nice. The, the, the they live samples and all the shit. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's impressive on its own. You know, because I I'm a more I'm like basically a caveman trying to operate a computer. You know, what I mean, when I do me this, too, and yeah, yeah. So I'm actually like I'm just like this. You know, and because tips, but when it comes to recording and like you program drums and shit, right? Too right. Or do you uh, just he just play plays them. them. Yeah. You play them. So, I mean, yeah, even that alone is like. That's I way mean, easier than programming them. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have friends that, have, that can do it. And I just, I'm like, here. Like, what's what's been kind of like a. Math hard. <laughs> what's been um, kind of a saving grace of it all, too, is that like we downloaded Audacity and we just kind of figured it all out ourselves. And that's what's nice. Like, I don't, we don't have to like make an appointment to like work on the podcast. We live with each other, you know? Right. So, like, he figured out Audacity, and then, like, he was like, oh. And then he started, now he's, like, on this, he's just writing whole albums on Audacity Yeah, now. she created a monster. Nice. Now <laughs> I, I, I never knew how to work a computer, and now I know how to do, So like, it's record, kind of been, like, recording, saving that's you. all I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Because I, I just record so new I music and go surfing. Like, with the COVID shit, like, I've hit a huge slump in, like, creativity I can't fucking write a riff to save my life right now, you know, but I also have three kids and I mean, he's fucking slammed with kids and I can't fucking I find music. any creative juice right now, dude. Like besides doing this, like, how are you, I'm obviously writing music. Is that's how you're coping, right? Yeah. I mean, I've, have I you can't been even, a, you've been able not enough time in the day. Create? Like every time I have free time, I'm like recording shit. It's driving her fucking nuts. Well, it's like fine. work on the podcast. I'm like, I know. Well, I have this riff. Dude. I know. He got really, he got <laughs> really into like working on. <laughs> I'm working on the podcast, right. babe. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should say that. Yeah. No, this riff is totally for the podcast. Yeah, I would say in the yeah, last ten episodes, I don't think he's written much at all, just because, um, like he's. I have he's a had, job now. I have to. I know. Before he didn't really have a job, and so he would just like have whole episodes written while I would be at work or whatever. And then, um, so now, like, all he wants to do is, like, work on recording stuff, which I'm totally fine with. But, like, it's cool because, like, he's got, I call him, I call him, like, his international boyfriends. Um, and they're, like, literally all over the world. Like, some of his best friends are in Australia and in Vancouver, BC. And they send each other tracks and they're, like, making records and stuff. So it's, like, that's what makes you happy. I'm good with that. As well, long as you can still talk murder. Oh, I can talk murder. I totally understand that because I'll, like, I have Craig and I have John C. Local, mm -hmm. and then all my friends are across the world, across the country. Right. Yeah. You know? Don't yeah. Rosie's constantly harassing me about my fucking cross country boyfriends and the. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all luckily, all of the international yeah, okay, boyfriends, yeah. they like me, so. I'm yeah. always like, well, oh, it must be nice to go get food with your friends on the on like a Wednesday. Or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to fly to Germany. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what, what, what's Wednesday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, what have you, uh, obviously, being locked down in the COVID and shit, have you guys been doing anything out of the absolute? Uh, I, for, when did you guys, you guys moved to Ventura pretty recently, right? Within the last year? Nine, in August, was it? Yeah, like, so like nine or ten, nine or ten months ago. For all this shit in Ventura, is that? 
He brought Portland's drama down here. Like right after the fires or right before. Yeah, summer. that's wild. Yeah. Right so you guys go down here, you get the fires, then you get <laughs> COVID, and now we're doing riots. I know. Wow. When's the locusts and the frogs? They already have yeah. in the, uh, e- Egypt, I think. East they came Coast, through, but, East No, dude, the locust is going crazy, dude. Actually, so I'm a big conspiracy theorist, like <laughs> ancient oh, really? history. Uh, here we go. Here we go. I, I love all that shit. David Icke and fucking Alex Jones fucking love those dudes. Hey, no, you don't. So let's get this squared up. Are you an act, absolute believer or do you just like hearing? He doesn't love Alex Jones. I don't believe everything. No. But I mean. <laughs> a good conspiracy theorist shouldn't, right? No, I mean. There's, there's, also, there's a good fair amount of disinfo. and I mean, you're the CIA is behind Earth everything, Earth. right? You're not flat Earth conspiracy, though. I'm not sold on the globe. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't listen to him. He's full oh, of shit. It's because my dad's a scientist. <laughs> oh, my God. Are there satellites? Is space real? <laughs> you mean the firmament? No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I'm glad we didn't start here on the podcast. No, no, I, I, I like this I love, the end. Conspir- I love a good conspiracy, man. It's it's all yeah, I, I love it all too. I'm not sure how much of it I believe, but I fucking I love and I love the responses is fucking it's amazing. It's always good to but, fuck with people. But yeah, but you know I don't know what's fucking actually real. You know, they right. could be all a I big mean, simulation. Point, I mean at this point at this point you just I mean I think for a while you've always had to be like, okay, there's this information, there's this information. Mm-hmm. I got to figure it out somewhere. Right. right. Yeah. You know well, I mean? the, the most likely outcome is that we are living in a simulation. You know what I mean? <laughs> According to fucking every scientist on earth. You know what I mean? That's like what they're all saying now. So many, po- like I, yeah. I, there's a thing that said, there are so many different universes and possibilities that there is an oh, infinite number of universes where me and you, us are talking on a fucking podcast having the exact same like conversation and then infinite versions of that on top of it. You know what I mean? Every sound that we make is its own universe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, good call. Yeah. Dude. I mean, you know, when you really guys ever uh, smoke DMT, I have not. Yeah. I have. Fuck yeah. Dude. I've done it only one time. I was, I was, uh, I was on a mini tour with ghoul and they're friends of ours. This, but we can't say who. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> so, All the way from Creepsylvania. So, okay, so okay, so funny story about Ghoul. Okay. Funny story about Ghoul. I think I, I can tell this story. I can tell this story. <laughs> so, yeah. so funny wait, well, Let me tell. I, um real uh one of the dudes from Ghoul is actually revamping our logo right now. Nice. Okay, okay, nice. okay, cool. Yeah. So so I do shows at the Oakland Metro in Oakland. Right, love that place. Oakland Metro in Oakland. Yeah, yeah, we've done uh, great pizza. food. Yeah, pizza. Yes, I don't know about that. Barf but, pizza. Uh, but uh, so uh, so we, I did a show there. It was it was the last show I was there for, and it was I can't remember what fucking I'm not gonna say what metal band it was, but some metal band came through, and the tour manager was a complete fucking asshole. Complete fucking asshole. Right. Just was a shithead from the beginning, a shithead in all the emails. Like a bigger band? Uh, it was a bigger band. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you when we're not recording. 
But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, so fucking guy was a complete shithead and I fucking was like the rep and I had to deal with them. And I'm always like, hey, fucking, you're being an asshole. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to come through and you're going to leave. So I don't give a, you know what I mean? You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, hey, bro, guess what? We're going to load out at some fucking point and you're going to go the fuck home. So I don't give a fuck, right? Yeah. And this guy was totally like one of those like tech metal tour managers that's kind of like, and I'm like, you didn't, you didn't advance shit. You didn't advance fucking shit, right? So anyways, I was going in like this guy's being an asshole. Fucking one of the guys who played in Ghoul was a sound guy at the Oakland Metro. And he goes like, hey, John, is that blah, blah, blah? The guy's name, right? And he goes, that guy ripped off Ghoul for a thousand fucking dollars. He owes Ghoul a thousand fucking dollars. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, I'm like, oh, what name are you trying to get? He's like, oh, it's that guy's name. And like, if a tour manager's being nice, I'll fucking defl- I'll help him. You know what I mean? But the guy's yeah. being a shithead, and I was like, oh yeah, that's the fucking guy. Go right over <laughs> yeah. and money, right? And this was, like, <laughs> this was basically like Ghoul was on. Ghoul took him out as a tour manager, fucking, and the dude ended up leaving a bandwagon at a rest area. And bandwagon had to go pick it up, and fucking charge Ghoul. You know what I mean? The guy just left it at a rest area, didn't tell anyone, just fucking bailed. And fucking like the guy was like trying to be like, oh hey, well I'll get you, I'll get you the money, I'll get you the money. Never saw any of them. And then fucking dude from Ghoul walks up to him and goes like, hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, yeah. what's up? So like, what's up with this money? And he goes, oh, oh shit, we you fucking. Just see the back. I hope he put the mask yeah. on before he fucking did that. I drove the yeah. tour manager to the ATM to get the fucking yeah. money out so Ghoul could get their fucking money. Good. Okay. Good on you. It was a beautiful thing. I've taken that a, is good. I've taken a few promoters in it's my happened. life. It's I've happened. taken a few promoters <laughs> in my life to the ATM. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. listen, I don't, I don't give a fuck hey, what you're bro. saying, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, Never see you again <laughs> until you <know>? next year. <laughs> you're like yeah, the yeah, Mexican yeah. police. <laughs> that's, well, that's the thing is like, like for me, like in the touring world, is it like I'd always deal with people and they'd be like, I'm never going to see you again. I'm like, you're not that lucky. I'm gonna see you again. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna roll through and be like, be "Hey, your you're ass. a fucking asshole." Yeah, you know? I'll be right up your ass. But anyways, man. that was my cool story. Yeah, I hope I. That's legit. It. I hope I finished yeah. it. Like, <laughs> yeah, is uh so um with the obviously you're in Ventura now. Like, are you? I heard you're surfing now. Is that new to you or what? I know you're uh, attempting. I'm doing right. a. Poor old man's attempt at surfing. How how are the locals treating you? Are they is there a localism vibe in the in the water or what? You're not going down. Well, I've been social distancing my whole life. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, this whole thing's a breeze. Uh, so I kind of go where there's no one at. Yeah. Basically, so uh, I don't embarrass myself too bad. Yeah. But are like you- I do like I've been out like at the uh, I guess they call it the point. Yeah. Uh, or C Street or whatever it is. And, you know, I was like just almost having a heart attack trying to paddle out to the waves. And these little fucking kids are just flying by me. Fucking ripping it up, you know? And I'm just like, fuck. I used to to skate a lot. I skateboard. Oh, you grew up skating? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was a total skater. That's kind of like where I cut my teeth on, like, I guess, counterculture or whatever it is. Right. Um, This lady that my dad my parents got divorced pretty early on and uh, my dad only had one real girlfriend this chick cheryl she's a hot blonde chick and um she like we would she would take me cruising in her car and just blasting motley crew like shout the devil shit 
and I was probably like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. It's very strange when I look back at it. But at the time, she's like, oh, the speakers in my car are blown, so I have to turn it all the way up. And I was like, fuck yeah, cool. She yeah. like got me my first skateboard, my first like guitar, like an acoustic yeah. shooting guitar. That's cool. But uh, she was awesome. And um, that's kind of like, so she got me my first skateboard and that was kind of like what like led me on this path. Like I was always like, kind of like not a, I never fit in with anyone. So skateboarding was like cool. Cause I could just do it. Is such a killer. I mean, that's what I, you know, I grew up in the desert. I actually grew up in the same town as he did until I was about 12. I moved to Ventura and I couldn't ride dirt bikes anymore. I couldn't do any of that shit. You know what I mean? So I started skating dude. And that shit completely changed my life. I mean, First of all, I'm, I, I realize I'm not a big team sports guy. I like something that I can do on Tried my phone every day without a fucking coach and a this and that. And I got really into skating, dude. And that like pushed me into punk rock and metal. Yep, I was yep, always same. a metalhead. You know, I was a metalhead first. I, and I started appreciating punk later in my life. You know, yeah, I was always a metalhead from the, yeah, like same thing. Like, so like she, she got me a skateboard and Motley Crue. So I was like walking around at like seven or eight with like, you know the chuck all-star shoes one red one one black one like bandanas fucking like yeah. thought i was like some badass you know yeah. and like richard ramirez was like running around killing people at the same time and fucking pentagram on the hand yeah. and i was like pentagram on the motley crew and i was like fuck this shit is wicked you know like <laughs> uh and i remember like when i got that fucking motley crew tape it was I, it was too fast for love cheesy ass fucking shit right but i i I opened it up and I saw the pentagram. And so before I listened to it, I put it away and then I snuck out at like midnight to listen to it when I was just a little kid. Cause it was like the pe- devil fucking evil. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. Cared about you. That's nice. I've always been a little <laughs> devil worshiper as well. So like, yeah. When I, I have an older brother and he showed me a Iron Maiden, a seventh son of a seventh son on cassette when I was like sixth grade fifth grade yeah and i was like this is fucking tight yeah satan's pretty tight yeah because i was raised catholic so i'm a a recovering catholic yeah so you know yeah like like, when i was growing up like uh there was like a few skate parks but mainly like we would just skate street you know do street skating is all illegal you know it was like getting like and i lived in chino california for a bit too so it was always like getting beat up by gangsters or like by the police, <laughs> you know, like either way you're going to go out skating, you're getting beat up. You're running from something. But yeah, it was always like a very like punk rock thing to do is to go fucking skate on like someone's curb or. Yeah, oh, totally. Dude. We used to go skate at the high school in Ventura. And at the end of the night, we would call the cops on ourselves and then run from them. <laughs> when they showed up. It was like, you were, it was such a wild West shit. Like out here, dude, yeah. like, we would hide from them and run from them and get detained. I know Shimer was doing real crimes, you know. Over the- <laughs> and that's we why we have to defund the police. Out, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. We There's this so awesome cool. like drainage ditch behind my elementary school, and so like a group of us would always skate behind there, and then like it's on the side of a freeway. So yeah. like cops would see us and go, "What the fuck are all these kids doing on the side of the road?" You know? <laughs> and so we'd have to like run, jump in the trees and shit. Oh, dude. Yeah, I remember. So, we it was so skating. fun. It was awesome, dude. I mean, we used to like. We'd skate around at Boina. We'd call the cops on ourselves, or sometimes they'd sneak up on you. But my buddy, who was like a squatter homeless kid, was skating. One of the best skaters, you know. But he had ripped off all his clothes, and he was like skating naked through the school, you know. And so we're all – a cop rolls up on the lawn, like with his lights off and his car, 
and his bare ass just fucking hits the head. <laughs> and he up the board. He's fucking running. You know, they're chasing us. It looks like a Benny Hill fucking show. You know, <laughs> he's just going. We're all running from him. You know, we're hiding in bushes and shit. You know, it was awesome, dude. He actually, we got picked up later that week. And uh, it was me, him, and my buddy Casey. And he actually fucking shit his pants in the back of a cop car. And the cop was so, it was Breger. Remember Ryan Braggett? Breger? I don't know if you remember him. But Glee, that sounds familiar. Back in the HD days. But fucking this guy shits his pants <laughs> in the back of the cop car. Dude, and the cop is so disgusted with us. <laughs> he kicks us out of the car. <laughs> yes. Oh, Success. you're a hero. You're a fucking uh, hero, man. Did you let him go? Oh, yeah. We got, we, yeah, he booted us out of the car. He's like. You guys, I mean, we're lucky we didn't get shot, you know? Like, That's fucking amazing. Yeah, he was pissed, dude. <laughs> he fucking booted us right out. We were all detained, all going to our houses, all going to be in trouble, you know? It was like one in the morning or whatever, you know? God, I miss skating sometimes, man. My boy's starting to do it now, and it's, it's like I've never been more fucking proud, you know, to watch him, like, really trying to get, get it down, you know? It's yeah. Awesome. Cool that's right you're that's like awesome. here's an m80 check this out yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there too, yeah. soon enough and this this is um one of the reasons i brought him out uh, this is our covid19 dog Dude. um so he one thing that happened at the start of all of this is that a lot of people like the shelters were closing yeah. down and like they were trying to get as many people to adopt and foster as they could because they knew that they were going to have a limited staff. Yeah. And so people just like would hear that like the shelters were shut down. Like they weren't totally shut down, but they were trying not to accept new people. It was like in this vague area. And so people are just throwing their dogs out on the street and there's this huge like influx of like dogs just showing up all over the place. Yeah. And so, um, this one, (laughs) So did you so did you foster that dog but you're not giving the dog back? Um so a lady on Facebook was like I found this messed up dog with like a he had like a broken toe and like he's all if you can't yeah, tell he's, he's all pockmarked up. in the it face he's kind of like yeah. got a Jenny Trejo like um like complexion. <laughs> What's his name? Danny? Yeah, it's ma- it's Machete. <laughs> <laughs> and his his ears were all like fly eaten and like he's just really fucked up and he's missing like a bunch of teeth in the front i remember you mentioned on the last one that he has like some straight ptsd like shit. oh yeah oh, dude, he'll be yeah. sleeping he and he just fighting. like wakes up and just starts freaking out there's been a couple dog fights on the podcast um that we haven't cut because they were kind of funny but um yeah so some lady was like this awesome crazy lady in south oxnard was like i found this dog and i'm so in love with him but i can't keep him and so she had actually gotten a like because the wherever she was staying she couldn't have a dog so she actually rented a hotel room for him like and her to stay in and like she's on her last dollar and um she's like i am willing to like throw away my whole life for this dog somebody dog please come cute. and save me dog's super cute. yeah yeah I love so it. I I, love I met it. her and I said I'll take care of the dog for you until um if you want him back and she did kind of want him back and then I've actually met with her a bunch more times and she's kind of revealed that she's like a recovering heroin addict and all the stuff and, and, like, you're like, and you're like yo guess what girl you ain't getting this dog back I was like um this is my dog I, I, I actually tried to give him away I tried to give him away and he ran away like 
across the highway Aww. to get back to you. Were, you were like this on the other side of the highway, like, Yay. come to me. <laughs> yeah. So, Kevin, what you're saying. That, that reminds me of the end of one of those uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, we're trying to get fucking rid of you. Oh, what is this? What is this? Yeah. So well, he looks like was, the acid's just wearing off. So it's fucking dude, cool. Yeah. He looks he looks him. pretty stoked on mine. Yeah, yeah I was crying one night because I was. He's still a total asshole. Oh yeah, he's horrible. He's yeah. a horrible dog. Yeah. I mean, um, all I gotta are, say is he's been amazing on screen. Right. So yeah, can, he's a great <laughs> podcast dog. Yeah. Dog. Look at that guy. But I was just crying one night, and Kevin was like, "Why are you trying to give away that dog? If that's like." in this shitty world if that little annoying weirdo like gives you any kind of joy you should just you should just keep them you'll learn and you know dogs teach you dog teach you about yourself right yeah but he's our fourth he's our fourth he's our fourth i'm a fucking huge so asshole (laughs) with no patience yeah oh dude it's it yo and then try to have some fucking kids dude the dog goes so far down the totem pole it is shocking you know my parents my parents like adopt dogs all the time they're like so we're just like fostering this dog and i'm like you guys are fucking keeping it my parents have never fostered a dog and gave him away yeah you know it's hard to get attached yeah like i you know yeah. It's just, it's, it's your dog. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I found a dog running down the street on Gonzalez 13 fucking years ago, and this thing is still alive, blind Chewy. and dead, <laughs> under Chewy. my feet, gets stepped on 16 times a day. I love her to death. I mean, but holy fucking shit, they stick around. You know what I mean? So prepare. Yeah. Prepare for the long haul. Chewy. You're going to have that dog for all the way through the divorce and the then dog? the remarriage. <laughs> It's fucking brutal, dude. Like, my my dog Chewy, we found her uh, when my daughter was a year, no, six months old. And I, I literally, in she's Montalvo. blind and in she's Montalvo. deaf. We were living in Montalvo. She's blind. She's fucking deaf now. She can't see shit. She runs into walls. She's under your feet every time you turn around. You know, and I, I mean, I, she's so fucking sweet. She's like a Lhasa Apso. But oh, I, I was like, 13 years, dude? You're like 90 fucking years old. Like, and she seems totally fine, like with all that, you know what I mean? So, but it's good. I mean, you got to, you know, you got to take care of those ones, you know? Yeah. Look at that. Got guy. that Rothschilds blood. Yeah. In the- <laughs> <laughs> that royal, that 13 royal families, brother. <laughs> drinking that adrenochrome. Yeah. Yeah. Over at the Bohemian Grove, fucking doing Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, anyway, man, I think it's a good spot to end it. You guys feel good about everything? Yeah. You guys, you guys want to? You guys want to push anything? You guys want to fucking? I'd know. like to push more flat Earth. Fuck the Earth is flat. <laughs> My, but how can it be flat, flat and hollow at the same time? It's like a weird, like fuck. It's uh, like a diaphragm. You know the diaphragm, the I U D. You doing this is not scientific enough for me. Okay. <laughs> this, this is no. not fucking yeah. like no, nope. If you really want to know, I can nope. show you how to calculate the curvature of the Earth. Because I do it all fucking day at work, buddy, with GPS. <laughs> yeah. My tricky dick fingers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so where can we find you guys, the podcast and all that stuff? We're yeah. on all the podcast platforms. Just look for True Crime Dumpster. Nobody else wanted that name. No one's named their child that yet. So uh, if you put in True Crime Dumpster, you're pretty much just going to find us. Nice. Okay. Awesome. When is your, how often, you get, how often do you guys put out episodes? 
uh, once a week on Tuesdays, uh, but we're, you know, Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday, Thursday, but once a week. Yeah, it's a, it's a run. As I long as you get one out a week, man. I have a right. Gorilla Biscuits monkey back here and a Guy Fox fucking Devo hat. So we're all over the place. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, we fucking get it. We fucking roll the dice on this one. We roll the fucking yeah. dice. Uh, well, dude, it was been a pleasure talking to you guys. And, you know, obviously, if you need some crime experts on your podcast, let us know. We'd be yeah. doing the I, Yeah, yeah. I would love to. Listen, whenever there's a cold case, you call me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> there's some good Ventura crimes that I would love to cover and have you guys on. I could do all the research and you could just chime in. Very possible. <laughs> We're always down. Hey, bring yeah. us on. Or we'll maybe we can up. team up and. I will a solve a case in one podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, 100%. Yeah, it's the, I guarantee if it's a crime in Ventura, I might have some insider information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> might be a family <laughs> member. Yeah, if if there's ever, yeah. like, biker tweaker <laughs> yeah. things in the Antelope Valley, call me. I know. It. I might know. <laughs> Same thing for biker tweaker shit in Ventura. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I know. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it's been a pleasure, yeah, guys. And then, uh, also, go support yeah. Kevin's bands in oh, two yes. years when they can play yeah, again. Yeah, anything. Give us, give us something. Give us something. Oh, you can uh, wear a goat. Um, everything <laughs> at Bandcamp. So wear a goat Bandcamp, uh, Ritual Necromancy Bandcamp, uh, Blasphemy. Oh, how do you spell wear goat? It's like a mixture of werewolf and goat. goat. So W-E-R-E, goat. goat. <laughs> it's a mixture of... So it's a mixture of werewolf and goat. Yeah. You guys are a great couple. <laughs> yeah. You guys are fucking. You guys do that's the idea. Well. You guys are- <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's actually it shows through on the podcast. We're fucking it's- serious, man. <laughs> you know what you should start is a fucking grindcore band called Flat Earth. <laughs> I'm dude, fucking sorry. Write the music and me and Craig will write the lyrics. Yeah, fully, dude. Okay? Let's do it. Podcast, podcast collab. Hell yeah! We'll only release it on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah and we'll be the only ones that listen dozens to it. And dozens <laughs> of people will be into it. Yeah, dozens. dozens. <laughs> Literally, Ten, tens of tens. <laughs> maybe of, two, maybe three. Yeah. Think of the royalties. Yeah, man. So right, Good times. Uh, maybe, uh, Craig's beard will be gone for the next podcast too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you gonna grow it back? Uh, you know, yeah, I can't. It's like yes, looking he at is. yes, he yeah, is. I will. Yes, I regret it is. immediately. You know, <laughs> I just I twenty years, and I haven't seen my face, and I just wanted to see it before. I'm I got tired of people being shocked that I'm thirty eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. My beard's twenty like, fucking years old. What? You're not fifty you eight? Know? And uh, so I wanted to see my face, and now I every time I look in the mirror, I feel like I'm on mushrooms, and I can't fucking do it. You know what I mean? I just it's killing me. So. Uh, something's coming back. I've been dying to get some mushrooms, so maybe I should just shave. Uh, Holler at no. your boy Holler after your- podcast. We'll talk to you later. All right. Hi, right. right. guys. Hi, <laughs> 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 <laughs>